Hello, and welcome to episode 43 of the Middle Chat Podcast. My name is Melissa, and I'm coming to you from a snowy Boston, Massachusetts. This week's episode is a tribute to Jeff Beck that I did with my friend Timmy, who, if you are a longtime listener of this podcast, remember from episode two, where we talked about metal adjacent bands. I know that Jeff Beck is not a quote-unquote metal guy, but he is somebody who played with a lot of metal musicians, and he influenced a lot of metal guitarists. We just have a lovely chat about Jeff and his guitar playing, and we talk about the people that he played with. Believe it or not, we actually both had forgotten to mention his very latest work, which is the stuff that he did with Ozzy Osbourne on the Patient Number 9 album, where he plays on the title track and on the song A Thousand Shades. We also talked about Jeff's love of cars, and we couldn't think of the name of the cars that he collect. After the show, the name of the car came to me. We were talking about the Aston Martin, the James Bond car. And over the last couple of weeks, I've had some audio issues. I've noticed when I was recording with other people on Zoom, and I've tried to clean it up, and I can't seem to do it, and I thought it was on the other person's end, but it's got to be on my end because it keeps happening, so it can't all be everybody else. And I've tried to fix it, and when I did that, it actually kind of made it sound worse, so I just went back to the original recording, which doesn't sound bad, but you can hear this sort of weird backgroundy reverb or something going on and I can't seem to fix it. So if any engineers out there have any tips for me, I'd appreciate it. Anyway, if you'd like to get in touch with me, I haven't done this in a while, you can find me on Twitter at MetalChatPod or you can email me at MetalMelissaPodcast at gmail.com. As always, I thank you for your support. And with that, we are on to episode 43, a tribute to Jeff Beck with my friend Timmy. This episode, I am joined by my second guest ever, my friend Timmy. And yes, he's my friend in real life, and he is literally from right down the street. Like walking distance to my house. Hi, Timmy. How you doing, Melissa? Thanks for coming on the show. So this is just a quick. I wanted to just do a quick little tribute. Talk about Jeff Beck, who we just lost on Tuesday. He was seventy-eight. Guy who's been on the scene for a very, very long time. Um, I knew you were a big fan. I very much like him as well. And I know that this is a metal podcast, but I wanted to talk about him because he influenced a lot. Of guitar players. He played with a lot of people, a lot of people that the people from this podcast would be familiar with, you know, people like Jimmy Page, Carmine Apice, Tim Bogard, and Rod Stewart, who isn't really a metal guy, but everybody knows who he is. And he's just, he's, he's played with a bunch of people and he's influenced everybody because he's been on the scene for a really long time. He, of course, the first big band that he was in was the Yardbirds, which he, where he replaced Eric Clapton. And you know what I found out is, I didn't know this, but that he got that gig because Jimmy Page recommended him yeah yeah jimmy page didn't jimmy page was doing all the studio work at the time and they were paying him really good so he was like he goes I, he didn't want to take it so he said he goes I'm gonna, i got another guy jeff Beck, 
and Jeff came in and then just took it to, you know, with Clapton, the Yardbirds were all blues, which was great. But then Jeff Beck came in and started doing that, you know, you listen to Over Under, Sideways Down, it's like making that guitar sound like a mandolin. Honestly, nobody at the time was doing, they were either getting people in to play, man, but he, what they said to him, I remember what they said, they said, um, we need a mandolin player to play on this. And he said, he goes, I'll just do it with the guitar. And if you listen to it, it sounds like an electric. Right, it does. I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he was a product of his time. I mean, his early stuff is all is, uh, British blues boom, right? Because they were all doing that, whether it was, you know, Richie Blackmore, Jimmy Page, or the guys from Black Sabbath and Tony Iommi and all that kind of stuff. They, that's what they were all doing. They were all doing the same kind of thing. They were all starting as blues, you know, blues bands, you know? I mean, the first time I really... I mean, I remember Eric Clapton said about the, the thing about Jeff Beck is he was so amazing back then. He really was because Eric Clapton knew him personally. And he said, he said, Jeff Beck was doing, he used to play with a band, the Tridents before the Yardbirds. And he said he was doing that stuff back in the Tridents. And that was in 1965. That's how good he was. You know, and the first time I, I, I ever, I ever heard him was, and that song by the Yardbirds, New York City Blue. And just, you know, me being a music guy, like you being a music girl, and hearing like those guys, Paige and stuff, early stuff. But when I was listening to him, I'm like, how is he doing that? All these years later, I just seen him a few months back, his last tour, and I got to go up to the stage where the monitors were, because it was that new place in Fenway. They weren't telling people to leave, so you could, I literally, plus I'm an older guy, I guess, but I walked right up there, and I'm watching him. And if you looked at the front row, everybody's just staring with their jaws open. It's like, how does this guy do this? He is so unorthodox. It was just amazing. And and, and that, that was at seven, 78 years old. Exactly. I only saw him one time myself. And I was supposed to go to that show. I was going to go to that show, but I had to work. So, and, and then, you know, and you kind of, sadly, again, I just go, well, I, I, maybe I'll catch him next time around. You know, and this is, you know, the uh, another example of why you've got to go see people, especially somebody 78 years old, see them while you can, because you just don't know. Because this was what? Wasn't this like October? No. I think so. Yeah, it was, it was in the fall. Yeah, October? because I remember, yeah, it was in the, it was kind of chilly out. And that was the first time I, th that place had just, open yeah i've been to that place things yeah yeah it's a good venue yeah. i mean the acoustics and everything yeah i mean we, we were going to see i had just seen clapton and it was like you know back popped up and eddie cooper's like hey you want to go see him like yeah you know because and i didn't even know i mean i was shocked i really was shocked the other night not that i mean i know this guy but it's still hard for me oh and yeah i mean it's so shocking i mean i mean it's funny because you know we don't always realize that these people are a lot older and he got bacterial meningitis which i guess you can get i was reading about it because i didn't know a whole i mean you kind of know about meningitis but you don't know a lot about it but i guess you can get it because of your age you could also get it because um you have a low immunity which a lot of that you get lowered immunity from travel you know airline travel air, airline when you're on planes a lot and things like that it reduces your immunity so i mean i don't know you know i don't know as that much about his you know health obviously but i mean it just sort of sounded like a perfect storm oh he's you know he, the reason why he left the yardbirds is because he got he got this just what you said he got sick on tour so I don't know, through the years, I mean, I never really, but he left because he was, he was just sick. Well, he also, 
famously had tinnitus for a while, right? Yeah. There's a story yeah. about, was it 91 or 92, that uh, Matt Sorum was a um, drummer for um, Guns N' Roses at the time, and he dropped right. a cymbal or something and, and rendered, um, he was deaf for a, oh, yeah. uh, a week or whatever. Yeah. That story. That's right. Yeah. I just, I just, I, actually, I was reading up on that just to, you know, to, I know a lot about him, but I just, mm-hmm. in case certain things come up, but yeah, I did. I remember, I remember hearing about that in real time when that happened. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I do too. And then he, when he got inducted into the um, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2009 or 2010, he played with Metallica. Every, I mean, uh, Richie, um, Richie Blackmore had so many nice things to say about him and Graham Bonnet. And, and, you know, I mean, he influenced everybody. Everybody. Even not, I mean, not just the people who came after him, but even his peers, the people who are his age or close to his age. Yeah. Jimmy Page, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, Page. I just was watching that thing at Ronnie Scott's and Page's and Plant, but I think it was two different nights. But they're both sitting in the back and they're just like, you know, the thing about Jeff, he was always under the radar, like Paige, Clapton. He always was overshadowed. But to be quite honest with you, he was the most amazing of them all. And I'm not I'm just saying as and I think they would say it. I honestly Richie Blackmore said it. Richie Blackmore said he ran circles around me. I he could I couldn't do the stuff he could do. And you listen. And I mean, I I love Richie Blackmore. Right. Like, but it's he was he is. Like, you'll never see a, a tribute band for Jeff Beck. I have never seen it. You go on YouTube and you and you look at tutorials to learn how to play the guitar. They will play it, but they never sound like it. Bands will come and put his stuff in the repertoire, but they never sound like him. Right. It, it's like he is uncopyable. He has got, because what he does with that whammy bar and those harmonics and the phasing, and he's always playing with the, the volume, so the notes are high. You just listen to him. If you really watch, like that song by Stevie Wonder he did, because uh, we've ended it as lovers off of Blow by Blow. It's a right. perfect example. Or um, said other one, where, where, where have yeah. you been? It's just like the, it's pro guitar players, when they look at that, they're like, this guy is absolutely amazing. And it is, and no, nobody, like I said, Clapton was saying, he's so damn good. He was doing that in 1966. That's how good he is. And this last 10 years, or actually maybe more, he's had had such a great comeback. He's been on, I mean, I've seen him with Roger Waters. He's he's played with everybody. He has played played with everybody. He's played with metal guys. He's played with friggin' rap guys. Those guys, BB King and everybody, yeah. And here he is at seven. Even Johnny Depp. He played with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was at that concert, which was the thing about with that. Johnny Depp was kind of like a sideshow. He came out and he he actually shouldn't have done five songs. Jeff was always like that. He always was like complimentary. You always see him like he'll play this unbelievable thing, and then he'll look over at that that girl that yep. was playing, you know, and and Winkin Winkinfield and just be like you know clapping for her. But Johnny Depp come out. He did do that Lennon song. That was good. But Johnny Depp is so far out of his league. I mean, he's, he can play a good rhythm guitar. But right. when he came out there, when you're playing with Jeff Beck and that girl that was on bass, they were phenomenal. And he was just like, come out with the headband. The girls were going crazy. Yeah. I was standing in line and there was a girl, literally, this kid. <laughs> She's like, I'm here for Johnny Depp. They didn't even know who Jeff. Right, was. they don't even know. They don't even know who they're seeing. It's a, 
Christ. But, you know, I can see that, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess if it sells tickets or whatever, you know what I mean? If it gets them into the door. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. And that's what it did. I mean, I don't think he needed to to, to have Johnny Depp on any tour. I think because he got the girls and people that when that night, you could just see. I didn't know them. There was such a huge influx of, of Boston musicians. You know how, how you can just tell? Yep. There was like, you could just see them. And, because he's a musician's musician. Yes, exactly. He, you, you know, know, you know, all right. I mean, you know, I, it's, you know, my opinion for what I think he is, there's only one Jeff Beck. There really, and, and I think there was only one Jimi Hendrix. You know, uh, you know, I love, I'm a guitar player. I love all the, the, the players, but nobody sounds like Jeff Beck. Nobody. He's, and anybody that knows the guitar from metal guys, to anybody that he's put to Eddie Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, you know, it's like he was he was the best. Yeah. He just he was, you know, I mean, and that's just my opinion. But I've been listening to him since I was a kid. My brother's albums, you know, Beckola, Truth, those first albums that came out. And it's like he's I, I you know, I, I feel sad. I can't even believe like on my site, the outpouring of people like, you know, like I honestly didn't know if people really love Jeff Beck the way they do. Because, mm-hmm. you know, he was always under the radar. Right. But he was like, a guy that was like kind of always there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Always there. Very humble. You know, I mean, he was. A great well, he was a session. He was mostly a session player. I mean, that's mostly what he did. So he was he was used to kind of like being. Kind of a behind the scenes guy. And he's, I mean, he did sing. Okay, I mean, you know, he had an okay voice. He wasn't yeah, really way a singer. In the beginning, but he, yeah, he, he you know, he wasn't a singer. But you know, he was the first one to say he was. Uh, what his real passion was was cars. He was a grease monkey. You know, any woman you see uh, these people that are all, you know, like he'd come out with the grease all over him. And he even <laughs> said one time, I remember watching an interview, interview, and the guys like. You know, to to be the way you are, you must practice all the time. It's like hell no. He goes, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a car guy. He goes, sometimes I put the guitar down for a year and I don't pick it up until I go out on tour. He's just a natural. He's a Dwayne Allman. He's like whoever you know, uh, Richie. Just a he's just you know he was. It's like he was born. You know exactly. And it's, it's just tough because I really feel like you know when Clapton goes, whatever Clapton is or he isn't, he's been a part of my life. Jimmy Page, th- uh, Jeff Beck, those three guys from the Yardbirds, and it's like when they go, it's like I not only do I feel old, it's like that's like a piece of of, of my life. Because when yeah, no, absolutely. As we get older, I mean, that's that's what's unfortunately that's how it is. I mean, they're all they're all looking at eighty now, right? All those guys. Yeah. So the the thing about thing about Jeff Beck that I always found interesting was what he was kind of known for song wise. Oddly enough, is more covers than originals. He did um little. He famously did Little Wing, which he does an amazing job of Little Wing. Cover. He, he loved Stevie Wonder. He covered a bunch of Stevie Wonder songs actually. Yeah, superstition. Yeah. You know, and then of course, probably his most famous song. When I was talking to other people, they obviously know his collaboration in '85 with Rod Stewart. Yeah. You know, and the Curtis Mayfield song "People yeah, Get Ready." People get ready. Which is a great version of that song. It's a great song anyway, but it it's a great version of that song. Going down. That was a Freddie King song. Yeah, he made that huge on Beckola. So yeah, you know, and 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 the thing about him too is like the people don't understand. Like you listen to Blow by Blow and Wyatt, which were her, his biggest albums in the seventies. He was on those things. He's like he's rock. He's jazz. He's 
Blues. Uh, blues. He's like, uh, what's he does that fusion thing with uh, with, with his face from um, Mahavarishnu uh, Orchestra. Uh, yeah, what was yeah, John no, the other one. Uh, what was the drummer's name? Um, Naranda. Um, I can't think of his name. Can't think of it either, but I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. But he did a lot of yeah. stuff with him as well. Yeah, yeah, and he. he uh, oh, I mean, the, the you you look at. I mean, all the the people like he just had this. Um, what the heck's her name? Uh, Jesus Christ, I, I forget. But the the bass player that he had on this tour, young young girl, just phenomenal, just phenomenal. She came out and did a bass solo. The place was just standing up. It was like you know, he's always had top because he's a top player. Anywhere. Right, you can, I mean you can't have. He played. He played with Cozy Powell, who is one of my favorite drummers of all time. Yeah. Piece, obviously. He's just, you know, he's just phenomenal, and it's it, it's a it's a tough loss, and it's like you know. But I've got to see him. Got to see. I got to see him. How many times did you see him? Just the one time? No, I seen him three times. I seen him. Uh, I seen him with uh, Roger Waters one time playing guitar. I seen him at this last show that I didn't know was going to be his last concert. And then I seen him uh, back in the, I think it was 86. I seen him with Stevie Ray Vaughan, which was absolutely phenomenal. To be honest with you, Stevie was on a comeback. He had just cleaned up. Right. He, he had gotten out of rehab and he, he stole the show. And I think Jeff knew it and Jeff let him friggin' do it. Jeff Beck came on first. They were switching the whole tour, but he came on. So Stevie just tore the place up. And then they come out at the end and they did going down. And Stevie's on one side of the stage and he's on the other side of the stage. And they just blew the house down. And it was unfortunate that, you know, a few months later, you know, he was up in Al uh, Alpine Valley. And Stevie got killed in the, the helicopter crash. Right. That was a 90. Was that, ni was that 1990? 1989. Yeah, I think it was 89. Yeah, so it might have been a little later than that, but yeah, that was that was that was at the Worcester Center, I and mean, it was just you know just to be able to see that caliber of guitar playing, you know. Yeah. I mean, Stevie Ray Vaughan was was incredible. That night he was. I seen Stevie twice. I seen him in the beginning of his career at Tufts University when he was nobody, he, and and then I seen him that night, and it was like. The kid was, he was, um, and, and he, but he, he had that fight because like he was making a comeback and he was, you know, then he put out In Step, which happened to be his last album before the one with his brother. And he was just killing. But Jeff was unbelievable that night too. He just, he just was overshadowed by Stevie because he was doing it apart. Yeah, that was a great night. You know, my buddy Cliffy and Eddie Cooper and a bunch of guys. So it was fun. You know, it was fun. And, and, and that it's weird because that was the last time I seen Stevie Ray. And now this time it was the last time to see. Yeah, it was the last time I, I seen Jeff. And it's like, ugh, you know, it's it just he was just so, so unbelievable. And it's just tough. It's tough. I still feel it down. And I think so many people I still see such an outpouring. I mean, people were texting. I was just down in Florida and they were texting me saying, do you, do you hear Jeff Beck died? I mean, you know, and I was just like, what? And then they were saying it was a hoax. In the beginning, and then, but then I went on the site and it was done. So yeah, yeah. Once his once his family came out and said said that he had gone. Then you ever get to see him? You never seen him. I saw him one time in Florida in the eighties. It was oh, probably okay. the same, but I don't wasn't with Stevie Ray Vaughan wasn't with him, but it was around that same time. Yeah, it was. I, 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 yeah, it was, it was around that. Well, I know that they went out on tour together, and then you know they're always splitting off. It yeah, been, you know, he went one way and whatever. 
How was he? Was he good that? It was excellent. It was excellent. It was it was excellent. It was and like you said, it's like it's not really like uh, uh, you going to hear the hits. It's like you're just going to hear really amazing guitar work, right. whether it's his own music or it's covers or whatever it is. You're just you're going to hear his interpretation. You're going to hear the guitar. Yeah. I will I will tell you that you know he loved he used to use the talk box right. Yeah. Which I'm not a massive fan of the top box in general, like not right. just not him, but just like in general. So I really, for me, I like it when he plays it clean, when he just shows yeah. his stuff without the bells and whistles. Right, right. And that's what I think he did a lot, you know, I mean, in these last few years. I mean, that 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 CD of Ronnie, uh, uh, the, the, the DVD of Ronnie Scott's, you know, I mean, that night, like at 78 years old, he was playing Star Cycle and Blue Wind. And if you listen to those songs, I mean, those were in 1976. And he's just like, and he was doing them that, that night. Like, you know, like I seen Clapton and Clapton was really good. And I've seen him a few times. I have to, yeah. But, but he lost, you know, the, the thing about it, I think he got something. They said it was from the COVID vaccine shot. I don't know what it was, but he didn't he play. Of course, he's, he's, he's a great, but. He didn't have the fire. This guy, I was sitting right there. And it was just like, it was just amazing. And then the, what he does with that, you know, that whammy guy, it's just, you know, you never see him, even when you're watching him, he's doing it all different styles and sounds, low notes, high notes. It's, like, it's all in his hand. You know, like, you know, it really, it's all in his right hand. If, if you watch him, it's usually a hit when you watch guys that are doing that. When you watch him, it is all down with his right hand. He's doing so much with that hand. You really? see that. You see that a lot in the uh, with Bex Bolero. Yes, that's a perfect example. Perfect example. Uh, uh, you know, uh, anything off, of, uh, you know, off of Wyatt, which is a phenomenal album because it's just there's so many styles on there. It's just it, it, it's you know, in, in, two, in two sides, it's just he he does so much. Stuff. The fusion. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think of. I mean, the yeah. fusion stuff that he does on that. Top players all the time. Just great, great stuff. And he will be missed. He's going to be missed because, you know, there's just not. And everybody loves. I seen Brian May today. Brian May came on and was, he, I guess he grew up right down the street from Yeah, him. he knew him and from he, a really long time, from yeah. way back. And he said, you know, I couldn't even play guitar. And this is him. He said, when I go in there and play, he goes, I, I didn't even want to pick up the guitar. He said, he goes, not that he was, he would outplay me. He goes, but like, he was so amazing. He goes, I was in awe. I didn't even want to play with him because he would just come up. And he goes, and the, 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 some of the best stuff he ever played is when he wasn't even on stage. When he was just sitting there messing with Noodling him. around. He says, he goes, I just look at him and he goes, I don't know why. Because I played with Iomi. I played with, he goes, it's just when I got there, it's like, you know, I, I couldn't play, you know, he goes, I just let him go. And he also said, he goes, you know, I just wish I was a better friend. Meaning he said, he goes, I wish I called him. He goes, he was just such a humble, nice guy. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think time goes on and people move away and, you know, you're not living near anybody anymore. You just, yeah, I mean, now you can, you should always, you know, pick up the phone and stay in touch with people. But yeah, I mean, sometimes life gets in the way of life. We all know that. I mean, you and I live live within walking distance of each other and we, we don't see each other as much as we should. Right. I know. And it's, you know, but that that's, that's the one thing I like about the internet because I can write to you or I can, you know, right. 
It's like sometimes I'll just think of something that we talked about or hear a song or buy a new album. I'm like, I just got to say hi to Melissa, you know, and, and we do got to get out there. I know. I know we definitely working, do. Like, oh, that's all I do. Working, like, if you want to see me, you know where to find me. I'm at Whole Foods. Well, that's why I go there. You know, <laughs> Carol goes in there more than me, but I always Maybe like to get out I there. see her more than I see you. Yeah, but you're always so busy. It's just like, hi, Melissa, two I seconds. Know. I but know. I understand, you know. So why don't you, what is your favorite recommend so recommend to to maybe more of a metal listener recommend an album what do you think that that somebody who who leans towards metal not everybody that listens to this show is only metal they listen to other stuff too well you know if you want to get like the heavy led zeppelin feel and you can deal with you know because i know people what, what rod stewart has turned into now which he's like a lounge act you know a vegas act to really if you love Led Zeppelin one, then Jeff Beck, the Jeff Beck group truth is. It, it, That's a great one. There's a lot of really, really good guitar work on that. Yeah. Blues deluxe. I mean, I know it's been done by Joe Bonamassa. It's been done by Gary Moore. It's been, but blues deluxe on that is just incredible. And anything, if you can find live, you can, you go on, uh, on YouTube or whatever you can find stuff from that period. Uh, at the Fillmore East, and you it will blow your head off. It's did, just like, oh God. Do you know that they did a um a live album in Boston in 76? Oh, Jeff Beck? Yeah. Is that the one with the Jan Hammond group? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there is, yeah. You I, have I that? that was, I do, I do. That's, you know, like, for, a, for like a metal guy, I would say Freeway Jam, but that's another one that's all over the place. It's it's fusion, because he was with Jan Hammer at the time. Yeah. And, and Jan Hammer was very like a fusion. I just didn't even I didn't even know I didn't even know that that album existed. Oh yeah, yeah that it was yeah. that it was done here in Boston. I got it, but I got seven thousand albums I could never find. Oh, it. But yeah, yeah. There's pieces of it that are done in Boston, uh, not the whole thing. There's oh, like, it's not the whole that, thing. No, but there's like full moon, full moon boogie, and and, and it might even be uh, Freeway Jam song, which is probably the best song on there. But yeah, if you were the first, anybody that wants to, like the hard rock Jeff Beck would be the first three albums. Those three albums, Truth, Beckola, and uh, the Jeff Beck group, those those are classics. If you if you lean. If you're into metal, but you also like other stuff, other influences, blow by blow and wired in the 70s, because that's that goes the whole range. And then, you know, I mean, like Guitar Shop, that's um, that's more kind of techno, but there's some real. Yeah, there's only the Guitar Shop is weird. It's got like electronic. Yeah, that's stuff yeah. on there. Yeah, that's this, not one of my favorites. I'm not going to lie no, to you about that. No, that's what I mean. But the the best rock Jeff Beck is the early '70s, late '60s. Truth, that's when it came out. It's basically a it, they were they were they were saying, don't get mad, but they were saying that Jimmy Page ripped off Jeff Beck from Truth because a couple of the songs that Page put on the first album. Jeff Beck had already did him a year. Right. Before. It didn't, it didn't his, and then didn't Jeff Beck's album come out right before Zeppelin one. Yeah. And then, but Zeppelin one, of course, Blew up. with the production and the sound and the band that he had with Bonham blew it off the charts. And I think Jeff, they were friends, but I think she was like, you know, 
the hell did you do, man? You took my, you, you know, you took my riffs and stuff like that. Well, you it's know? not the first time that Jimmy Page has been accused of ripping people off. No, he's, <laughs> he's been ripping people off since the beginning. But, you know, it's good work thing, if you can get it, right? Yeah. And the thing about him is, you know, he, he, he might have taken and everybody does the, the thing that page did that that everybody does you know that a lot of people don't like is like jeff beck when he when he put out you shook me or something he put willie dixon page put plant and, yeah. and, and right. like he did it and and a whole lot of love like he did and he elevated it look at it he he, he took the blues to such another level so on that level yeah but the thing about it is he should have he should have included the people that did it. And that's why a lot of people get down on Jimmy Page. But as for what he did, I mean, you know, I mean, that first album, it's just many. It's they, they consider it the best, you know, it's it, 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 with everything. But yeah, you know, but if I was to to, to the, the first three, if you go back and, and listen to those first three albums, and it's three different singers, it's Rod Stewart, the other two. Oh, and even another one is Beck Bogart and a and a piece. And a piece, that's yeah. A, that, I forgot about that. That's, that's the, a great, is that yeah, that's a pre pre cactus or is that post cactus? I don't remember. That was, I think it was post cactus. Post cactus, yeah. There's a live album, and I got it. It's it's a live bootleg of that band in Japan, and it is phenomenal. You can't find it too much; it's rare. But a buddy of mine had it, and he just made it for me. And I just listened to it not too long ago, and it's phenomenal. I forgot that's like the rock because you you know you get Kevin a piece on there. So yeah, that's probably would be the best to introduce to somebody that's like metal. Because that's that was when they were really hard rock, and of course that didn't last long either. Because he was always moving, you know, he was always doing something else. And, yeah, you know. it seems like he always was always doing stuff in the studio as well, doing studio work. You know, he always stayed busy, yeah. kind of doing doing again, like you said, sort of a behind the scenes guy. You know, wasn't always uh, didn't always have to be the rock star. Was just really content playing guitar and contributing to other people. Yeah, and I mean, he's <laughs> he said it one time when they would say he was he was getting interviewed by somebody, but he said, you know, he goes, you know, Jimmy and, and Eric, you know, they're, they're in the stratosphere. He goes, I'm still trying to make it. And, you know, I don't think it was that bad, but I think it was just a little dig at them. But, you know, but, you know, he's going to be missed. He was such a great musician. Anybody that's that's listened. I mean, even if you're not into you got to check some YouTube stuff out and watch how this guy plays, because it is so unorthodox. We've never one. I've, I've seen people play like Jimmy Page. I've seen people play like it. I've never, ever. And I and I'm, I still hold that. I've never seen anybody play. Jeff Beck. Not his style. Nobody. Maybe the closest I would say is Eddie Van Halen with the tapping and that that way, because he was all about his right hand too. You'd always see him doing him. But I mean he was he was in a class and he will be do you play have you tried to play any Jeff Beck on Yeah, I, I, I played uh, I'm going down and a couple other, but some of his stuff is just so technically like I'm not good enough yet. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I mean, like when I listen to a guy like him or or, or Jimi Hendrix and, and you know when he was doing the band, it's like, man, I got a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> you better hurry up. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be oh, seventy-eight yeah, by the time you. Uh... Yeah, I took it. You know, I took it when I was already old. So it's like, but it's 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 the best therapy. But yeah, I can mess around with some of his stuff, but it's just amazing. I I can't I can't do what he does. 
I've tried on the whammy bar. You just can't do it. And I, and I haven't seen anybody else yet. So I don't feel that bad. It's not like, a, he, like I'm an experience. But did he have a sponsorship? Did he have any signature guitars? Because he famously, right, he, he blew his strat, his strat out, right? And he, then he started playing his Les Paul. Well, no, it's Fender. In the beginning, it was a Les Paul. Like on, on Wyatt, that, that was like the last album, I believe, that he really played Les Paul. And then he went Defender. total strats. Yeah, okay. I thought it was but the other way around. Look, but... Yeah, like on Truth, when you hear him doing, you know, that bluesy stuff, like Page, that's, it's a Les Paul. But yeah, he he's, I, I haven't seen him, like that night he played, it was all Stratocast. I never seen another contest, just that white one that he plays all the time. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, he never, like, he never seemed to, I never, you don't see him, like, you know, a lot of people, like Jackson does a does a series of, Adrian yeah. Smith has his own guitar series. And, yeah, and that's he, weird. He, Tony Iommi's that. guitars. I, I've never seen any Jeff Beck sponsored or however, signature, or however you want to put it, guitars, you know what I'm, you know. Yeah, I don't think, you know, I don't think, uh, I think you're right. That's weird, you know, I didn't even think of that, but I've never seen it either. I mean, I've seen everybody, Jimmy Page, too, with the double neck and everything, but yeah. No, I, you know, I, that that just shows me again, like music was almost secondary to him. And I hate to say that, but it was like he was like a car nut. And I mean, he said, I make my money. And, and somebody like that who's so who can play a guitar like that. He's like, I make my money from playing guitar on stage. But what I'm really interested in. His cars, and he had a gigantic, you know, they'll probably be auctioning that stuff up, but he had a huge car collection. Was it a situation where he restored old cars? Or... Yeah, he used to, yeah, I think he liked to build his own stuff. I mean, he used to restore them too, I, I'm sure. But I think he he was just such a... Was that a particular like, type? Was he known for like uh, his, his the ones sports I've car seen, collection? Or... Yeah, the ones I've seen is like those English ones. And uh, Porsches, but that one English one, I can't think of the name of it, that, that they're very, like, expensive. Bentley? And, uh, Rolls Royce? Yeah, no, not that. They're kind of smaller. They're a smaller sports car. There's a name for them, and of course, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Fiat? No. No, that's a that's uh, French. It was, it was a weird name. It was back in the day. Like, anybody that says, like, an English car, they're like, they know it. But... Yeah, you know, and, and like the thing about Jeff Beck is like he's not what there's not much known about his life. Kind of all of them. I mean, I guess Paige too was very uh was very secretive too. But you know, um, like I I know No, I mean like you didn't really hear about, you know, Jeff Beck was hooking up with this model or doing this or yeah. um, driving a car into a swimming pool or anything. <laughs> Yeah, right. Like I know his music. I mean, you know, that, that lady Pamela Desbaz from the GTOs, she's talked about him because he was they, you know, she put out some big thing tribute, like you know, that he played on their album. But you know, yeah, you just never really he was very private. Like you didn't hear it, he didn't make he didn't do interviews, you know, and when he did, it was always like short and sweet. He didn't he didn't go into anything. He said it, he loved it, you know. He, he loved his privacy. That's the one thing, you know, he didn't want to be a, he didn't want to be a, a rock star. What he wanted to be, but he, it, it, he that was his, that's the way he made his money. It's yeah. amazing. And and he, it's just weird. It's just weird that all these guys are going, this is what we talked about last time. I don't. I was listening to that thing. <laughs> it's a theme. It's a theme about, because all the old, well, because we're all getting old. Yeah. And you were talking about the guys like in and I in Maiden and stuff. And that was what three three years ago before COVID or yeah. during COVID. Yeah. 
And it's like, and, and people were going then. It's like, you know, that's just the that's just the way it goes. But he, the world will miss him, and uh, I know I will. We go on. Let's see, left us his music, and there's plenty of it out there. And and you've met him, guys. You know, seriously, give it a give it a shot because he he shouldn't be passed by because he he's too. He's too phenomenal to ever let that happen. Listen to those first three and then the one Beck Bow got a piece. You'll love that stuff. Kill yeah, it. that's that's good stuff. That's a good place for us to end. Sounds good. All right, everybody. We'll catch you next time. Before that, before we go, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you on Facebook? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a, uh, a site on Facebook. It's called Can't You Hear the Music? Uh, it's a really popular site. There's a lot of people on it, a lot of musicians. There's always some great music. It, it, it kind of runs the gamut. There's metal on there. There's rock. There's blues. There's jet. There's everything. And it's just because there's so many people now starting to contribute and everybody has different tastes. But come and check it out. Uh, love to have you. We got a bunch of people on there. You can just find it on Can't You Hear the Music? Awesome. And with that, we'll see you next time. Hey.